Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, Download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Grimsters! Welcome back for another AfterBuzz TV Grim After Show. Guys, if you haven't done so already, go on to youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV and be sure to subscribe for this and many other AfterBuzz TV shows. <laughs> and it, uh, if you, there's other ways you can listen to us too on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you're watching this live or just throughout the week, you can always tweet at us with the hashtag ABTVGrim. Guys, I'm your host, Zach Wilson, and we are here to talk about episode 412 of Grim, Marachois. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? Uh, Marachois? I, I, French is bad for me. Guys, sure. you could tweet at me during this and make fun of my terrible pronunciations, as you always have, uh, at that Zach Wilson on Twitter, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also, you can tweet at my fantastic panel over here. Hey everybody, Yell Teagle. You can tweet at me at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And during the show, I will be monitoring the tweeter and the chat roll. So if you got something to say, say it. <laughs> and I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. I will be monitoring nothing and just talking and stuff. <laughs> Dylan Chance, unfortunately, uh, can't join us tonight. He's uh, stuck at work, but we will see him soon. And he might join us in the chat roll. Might. might. I, you, you better do it, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, but let's, let's dive into this episode mm -hmm. with the quote of the week. Please. Everyone sees what you appear to be. Few experience what you really are. Dun, dun, dun. Interesting. Uh, I was going to try to do it with an Italian accent because that's Machiavelli's The Prince. Oh. Um, but it, I tried it beforehand and it did not go very well. <laughs> I'm glad you tried it before. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me happy. Uh, but guys, so this was a pretty packed episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there, we have a ton to talk about. We've got man, a, manticore run, a manticore bounty hunter running yeah. around. We've got uh, Victor and Adeline officially back in Portland, so yes. we don't have to have them like off in their own little like Vienna yeah. like away thing. Uh, Monroe and Rosalie are back from their honeymoon, Aww. and I'm probably the uh, what feels like the biggest thing of, of all, even if we didn't spend the most time on it. Juliet, the Hexen Beast. Yeah, and that other thing that we'll talk about later. <laughs> we'll get to it, yo. You tell me when we're there. We'll get to it. Don't <laughs> so worry. <excited. laughs> um, but yeah, guys, let's let's start. Let's talk about Juliet and the like. She's turning into a mega hexen. She's awesome. She is so cool. And this episode, I, I, okay, Henrietta was introduced to us as this all-powerful, amazing, could help her, could, you know, uh, treat her, could fix her, whatever. Mm -hmm. And what does she do this episode? She's like, oh, okay, so you're really powerful and you're a hexen beast. You should learn to control it. 
there you go. <laughs> That's it. That's you all should, I got. Well, no. You I, should learn to control it. Smack. <laughs> um, you can't control it. Yeah. Uh, or I'm going to try to like help you get mm-hmm. rid of this because you right. want to. Yeah, but she does the test and then like she's like, oh man, this is crazy. Good luck. <laughs> right. Well, it's... It, I would equate it to, and this I'm putting my nerd hat on right now. Please. Um, I love your nerd hat. <laughs> it's like when they found Anakin. Um, yeah. Because like she was like, all right, cool, you're now a Hexen Beast. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you some things. And then she's like, oh my gosh, your midichlorian count is through the roof. I've never seen this many midichlorians. <laughs> this may not be the strongest <laughs> comparison to make. Uh, <laughs> but it's there. I kind of hope we don't go the route of episode one. Um, but... But Star Wars jokes are cheap. Um, <laughs> Especially without Dylan here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, you're right. I mean, it's sort of... I, yeah, I think we're, she's going to come back. I don't think Henrietta's gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I just feel like we were we were told that she could help fix it. And instead of trying to fix it, she is like, I'm not going to fix it. This is stuck. Like, we're just going to deal with this instead. And and I feel like she's not even... she Instead of trying to fix it, which is what Juliet wants, at least in the beginning of this episode. She wants to fix it. She wants to be human. And instead, Henrietta's like, oh, man, like this is going to be tough. So I'm just going to help you deal with it instead. It's kind of like... I'm going to make a <laughs> terrible analogy. It's kind of like you get the clap. And they're like, you know what? <laughs> I know you want to get rid of the clap. Instead, we're just going to deal with it. Here, have some painkillers. <laughs> no! Get rid of the clap! I mean... Well, I have to think that that Henrietta's also not um, super inclined to get rid of it. Like, here's the thing. She went to a Hexen Beast and said, I have become one of you. I hate this. This is the worst thing ever. Make it go away. Right. It's There's a certain almost like, it's almost offensive mm-hmm. to Henrietta in a way. Well, yeah. Okay. Going off of your own uh, yeah. analogy, mm-hmm. it's like going to the doctor because you've been feeling lightheaded, right? And you're like, I want to stop feeling lightheaded. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 no. It's diabetes. You're going to live with this for the rest of your life. Like, it's it's way worse than she originally thought it was going to be. So it's something that she's going to have to manage as opposed to try to get rid of. Good analogy. That was a great analogy. Except for I think, th- I think because we've seen how it, uh, you know, you can... You can get it and you can not lose it. But, like, it's not like diabetes. Because diabetes you, you can't get rid of. Right. Whereas this is something that she didn't have, got it, and we've seen already that it can be taken away. We've seen that a Hexen Beast can lose her powers. However, I think that it's... They haven't said this out loud, and I kind of think they need to. <laughs> yeah. Um, because we, people have tweeted this question at us during the week. Um, yes. Because it's a fair question. It, it like Adeline lost her powers mm-hmm. um, via just like kissing Nick right. or like biting his lip and like all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, could, couldn't Juliet just go through the same process? But we have all, we've also already established that Juliet is because she's a made Hexen Beast. Right. She's significantly more powerful. Mm-hmm. So that says to me that a Hexen Beast who has been made cannot be like. Depowered, yeah. like it's right. too much for some, even something as, as simple as a spell mm-hmm. to get rid of. They need to voice that to just to like clear it up in all the fans' minds. Yeah. Not every fan gets to listen to my uh, in-depth explanations. <laughs> of course, uh, of course. <laughs> but I mean, they should, guys. Yeah, yeah, they should. We had, we did get another question that's similar um, from Annika at Nika Rojo Rojo for Life. Sorry, um, who said since Adeline lost her powers and had to get them back, is she made now? Excellent question. And I had a a response to this as well. Um, I don't think so. Um, The way I look at Adeline was never human. Mm -hmm. It's like human beings and hex and beasts or Vessin or royals are all separate categories. They're all related, like Homo sapiens and Neanderthals, let's Mm -hmm. say. Um, But just losing like a power that you have doesn't make her not a hex and beast. She was just a hex and beast without powers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what it what I think that it refers to when they're saying a made hex and beast is when you make a human being a hex and beast. Because whatever it is that makes human beings separate, combined with what makes a hex, hex and beast separate, mm-hmm. combines to 
create a chemical reaction. Um, I just want to say Dylan (laughs) has joined the chat role and says the only way for Juliet to lose her powers is to have a three-way with Nick and Adeline. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Season finale. Well played. Well played, Dylan. I just want that noted. I did not come up with that idea, (laughs) and I'm sad. (laughs) Um, Yeah. If the, when somebody goes to make the triple X parody of Grimm, that will be how it works out. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, moving forward, how, what do you guys, ignoring like what we may have seen about next week right, and stuff, right, what right. do you think is going to happen with Juliet? Like, is this going to be like a training montage where Henrietta <laughs> is like wax on, wax off, yeah. like learn to use here? Not not get hit in the back of the head with a salt right. pepper shaker. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because from what we've seen, she she I guess kind of establishes for herself that she's going to need to use these abilities uh, for her own gain, not mm-hmm. like financial gain or anything. Right, but like right. she, we I think we've talked before about her being the only one who really can't defend herself, and now she is arguably the most powerful of them all. Um, I was going to make a Buffy reference. No, I'm going to do it. Yeah, do so, it. Uh, Who's you know, stopping you? <laughs> I'm just saying, I, th- this will be my second non-show uh, reference. But, like, the witch in, in Buffy, um, she started out as a regular character. Willow? Uh, Tara? Tara, yeah. Willow's girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, and Willow Spoiler. herself. Yeah. <laughs> if you're catching up, I'm sorry. I just spoiled that. No, but like, They started as regular people, and then Willow essentially became one of the most right. powerful witches in the world. And I think that mm-hmm. was a benefit. And this show is always compared to Buffy, so I feel I'm okay in well, comparing Well, it, it started with some of the writing staff from Buffy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I want to say the the chat roll. A lot of people are saying that it would be a total cop out if Juliet loses her powers, and I think I mean I made the prediction that after this week's episode where she defends herself um, from the Manticore, from the hired assassin Manticore. Oh yeah, I mean like, this guy is like badass warrior number one. Yeah, and she was like, no, <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah, she's keeping it. I don't think she has any. That moment where Nick wa- well, first of all, the moment where she stops him and then drives it back into his yeah. heart mm-hmm. is epic. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when Nick walks in and finds her sitting there, everything down to just the way that she is sitting, mm-hmm. there's like something like she's got her legs spread wide open. She's got like her resting on her knees, just like badass. What's up? Yeah, yeah. I did that. Yeah. He missed. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Yeah. Mother the, bleeper miss. Right? <laughs> it's like, come at the king, you best not miss. <laughs> Wire. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it just uh, the way that she was sitting, I'm like, okay, Juliet is now accepted it. Like, she is now accepted it and is like, I'm going to be the most uh, kick ass person on this show now. I just want her to tell him. I was shocked yes. that she didn't in that moment. Yeah. Um, like, clearly she's... That was my one, like, negative against her here. It's like, okay, you used your powers. You stopped a guy who's going to kill you and kill Nick. Awesome. Yeah. Why, at that point, do you not tell Nick? Yeah, say something. I mean, people... Somebody said in the in the chat role... Um, yeah. Uh, Far Cialilu... Um, Far Cialilu said that... Uh, yeah. Nick had once said that Hex and Beast, when they're voked, are some of the most dis- one of the most disgusting things that he's seen. Mm. And he did say that because, frankly, those are horrifying. Like, they, not all Vogas can be as pretty as a Fuchs bow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How did you find a Fuchs bow pretty? Surprise! Yeah, <laughs> but like, but the Hex and Beasts are like run for the hills, <laughs> like run. Yeah. Um, and Bixi Talk is a beautiful woman, but when she Vogas, it's just like. What's happening? Well, I think Get me out of here I right think now. That's why. I mean, if we notice, all of our Hex and Beast are gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> F it. Like Claire Coffee. Well, we also learn via um, uh, Renard's mom that, that that could also be witchcraft to a certain extent. Yeah. The fact that she is, for like appearances' sake, Renard's age. Yes. <laughs> right. But I mean, he also. Gorgeous. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I think it's a, a hex and beast. I think because their voga is so <laughs> disgusting, 
their human form is so good. Yeah, it's well, like and juxtaposition. It's, yeah. it's pretty nice when you can like just like wave your hand over your face and be like, "Pimples, go." <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, Dylan said something great. Dylan said they're building up for um, the Juliet and Rosalie assassin spinoff. Yes, <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, at that, so what we were saying Foxy before, Foxy witches. Sorry, that's the name of that show. Yeah. Hashtag Foxy Wishes, you guys. Um, Dylan, you're welcome. So, at what we were saying um, about yeah. Juliet not telling Nick, I mean, do you guys feel like she should have? Yeah, no, I think I think the longer she keeps this, the worse it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, though, I would argue, because she talks to um, Harriet, Henrietta mm-hmm. about it, and even she was like, yeah, no, she's gonna, he's gonna cut off your head, because that's what Grimm's do. And I think that that's her main fear, is that like, she thinks that she is so out of control at this point, that if, even if she tells him, he'll be like, well, it would be to your mercy for me to kill you, right? Because you're in such a sorry state that like, as someone who loves you, this would be the only way to solve this problem. Juliet never struck me as that illogical of a person, though. That's yeah. my only problem with that. Is like Juliet is a very logical character. Right. She's a she's a doctor. She's a vet, but she's a doctor, yeah. so she's science based. She never she doesn't seem like a person who's gonna like think he's gonna hurt her for like this problem. Like he'd probably try to get it, make it go away. But he's also the Grim that's befriended tons of Vesson and right. protected Vesson more than anything else. Like. W- like there's a there's a question of like okay what is gonna happen in like the bedroom now like do <laughs> like do do Vess and Volga at the what are you trying to bedroom? say? Can this, you spell this no, out? Yeah. fair question. Do Volga do Vess do Vess and Volga in the bedroom? Like does it happen? When would it happen, Zach? What are you trying to say? Um, I would imagine that they do. I'm just going to keep going. No, I want, I want Zach to um, say it because I'm not the pervert today. <laughs> you know, just like around like the... You know, when they start right, kissing. Right, after, right before the, the like 45-minute commercial break at the climax of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so but the but the mic it stands that like yes. as like if he as the one person out of them who can see it. <laughs> Dylan uh-huh. says you know they do. <laughs> yeah, we know. We just wanted to make him say it. Yeah. Um, well, I would say that um, I think that part of her behavior is being influenced by the hex and beast inside of her because she's i feel like she's remarkably different than the juliet we knew Mm -hmm. and like yes she's usually a logical character but this is the first time she's in kind of a unbelievable situation i mean before she was in the dark and and she was kind of just trying to figure out what nick's deal was Mm -hmm. and now it's like directly happening to her she's and it's it's balancing because it's an opportunity for her to excel but it's also something that she's established that she's she hates and Nick hates and so she's fighting within herself but also fighting with the new feelings that she has I think um, and I said it before I think that uh, there's probably a like internal when you are Vesson aside from your raise to believe that um, that Grimms are trying to behead you. I think there is a a internal uh, instinct of fear from Grimm specifically. Okay, and that's fair. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. And I, I like sorry what you're saying that this is changing her. This is not Juliet as we knew her. This is a completely different person. Hmm. Like same memories, same pieces. Yeah. But this could be an entirely different character moving forward, mm-hmm. which is what we've been saying, and a lot of fans have been like on different sides of it, there's a status quo changing, yeah. change coming. We don't know who it's going to be. We don't know if it's going to be a death or just like changing sides or what. Mm-hmm. A status quo change has to be coming just based on where the characters all are. Everything feels too good. Yeah. Um, um, there's another suggestion in the chat role that maybe she doesn't want him to know because she, he would get rid of it and she's not sure she wants to. Yeah. We're talking about powers, not a baby. <laughs> just want to clarify. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, so that's that's basically what's what's going on with Juliet, and like where she she ends, and she's killed this Manticore. So I, I want to talk to you guys about the the Vesson Council in this episode yeah. and the Manticore. Like the Manticore is a great storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. It felt 
natural to like it wasn't like it was Vessen of the week per se, but not in like a one-off sense. Like this felt like a bigger story. Mm-hmm. It was just a small piece of it. Yeah. Um, um, what did you guys think? I I like Manticores not just because they're called Manticores, which reminds me of Dark Angel, but um, <laughs> I like that it's kind of a, a mix of two creatures, which is rare that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like assassins. Like, <laughs> I liked everything about it. I think uh, the fact that he kills the fortune tellers because they're con artists and the pimp because he's an abusive pimp um, makes sense. And I I get why the council would do it, especially because the the um, fortune tellers were using. Like they were exposing themselves, which is what they. Uh, right. <laughs> you know I like that you just started giggling as you said it. <laughs> I said it, and then I heard it. Um, but, but that's how that's how voice works. <laughs> but um, I don't. I don't. I didn't um, agree that they would jump that fast to, um, you know what, he's too much in our business. Add him to the list of people we're going to kill off. That feels really (laughs) um, extreme and kind of, um, I want to know who was behind that decision. Because I feel like that is something that we're going to see that maybe like Eric isn't dead and mm. it was his call or something. Somebody from the the few the past. Somebody from the past is going to be on the council and have made that decision. Yeah, I mean that's what sort of. I, I'm not. Sh- I'm trying to remember if we had established who that the the old guy with the beard um, that like, works for the council. Yeah. Had we established previously what his job was because we've met him before. Right. right. I feel like he's the communications liaison. Yeah, yeah. but I think I guess in my head, at least as I remembered him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was this, like he was the council to me. Like there we had the the snow leopard right. guy um, who was like our like mm-hmm. a, the agent sent to like do like council business, right. like not a bounty hunter, but like a this is our like hands out in the field. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I an thought agent. this. I I thought that guy was. The council. the council, or at least part of it, mm-hmm. um, and now we learn he is not like even though he controls certain parts of it, mm-hmm. he is as you said he's just the communications guy. Yeah, well, yeah. It seems like he's he's mostly like a liaison, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> I would imagine I if the, yeah <laughs> if their if their council is this. <laughs> Sorry. Um, if, if the council is this big group of old Vessen, I mean, it makes sense that they'd have an intermediary to take care of their, it, like, enacting all of their decrees. Right. You know? Um, and I think, and I was actually missing the council. Like, after last week's episode, when they had videotaped mm-hmm. that one yeah. Vessen, I was like, they should, they should come back now. That's a thing. And I like that they came back in this way. I don't think it was a jump. That they that they were like, let's kill Nick Burkhart because he was Rosalie's call was automat was like, hey, oh yeah, he's still a thing, he's still active, and he's obviously going to interfere with our our bounty hunter. So why don't we just kind of get rid of him? I don't even think it's so much that they were worried about their bounty hunter because mm-hmm. um, he's not like their guy; he's just a freelancer. Right. They can get another one. Yeah, um, I can think of one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll saying. get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to okay. it. Um, but this is like Nick. Nick is clearly going to kill this guy. He's going like he's caused somebody that's like on the council's side and Rosalie mm-hmm. to like question what they're doing and like dig into their business. And that's just like one more straw. It's like the tiny little straw that broke the camel's back is Rosalie's just curiosity about this. And it's like this guy has been a problem before. He's killed our people before. Mm-hmm. Might be time for him to die. All right. Oh, Jalen Jackson suggests, what if the council were the original Vessen? Hmm. Oh. That would be so cool. Yeah. yeah. And it, that. that would play right into our well, our crazy story. theory last week, which mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to last week, I'll give a, my brief sum up was that the keys will, be, once they are all combined, will lead, will form a map that will lead us to something that was used to create Vessin way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, I like that the council's back. I, I too miss them, and I we brought it up last week with the video being released, and I thought that that was going to eventually come back, not necessarily in this episode, but I think in the future it's definitely going to come back, mm-hmm. um, that somebody saw it and there's a group getting together. But... Um, I like that we see the old guy, the communications liaison, and <laughs> I like that we have the younger man in the suit. Yeah. Um, that he is like the the communications liaison, z- liaison, right? <laughs> like he goes out and speaks for him, and he speaks for the council. Most guys yeah. busy approving assassinations, and, and mm-hmm. listening to phone calls. Um, so responding. he needs he needs a, a badass secretary to go like get messages yeah. from the council for him. A nice man in a suit. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> that said, I. Uh, I just I think them jumping to the conclusion of we should just kill him as opposed to like we should bring him in for something or we should there must be a reason though besides just him being a grim I have to think the council has worked with grims in the past or maybe not actually no, I don't think they no have. I, as I say that I I, I take it back instantly we yeah. have names techno Griffin says de Groot is the old guy and Alexander is the young guy ah uh-huh. mm, Alexander <laughs> He I is mean, he's De Groot. De Groot. <laughs> I am De Groot. Oh, okay. No, we're not. No. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. uh, <laughs> it needed to be done. No, yeah. Yeah, um, but so I mean, we we did get just some more fun little lore about just like how they how the council works. Like they have like like basically like wanted dead or alive yeah. like things emails. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they have emails. Like the guys will just he will just send. Send photos from his tablet, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, because he, he, if they're gonna approve the uh, ice and wuratorngong, ice veron turvantung. Do you just vomit? <laughs> <laughs> it's like really hard. Alphabet soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh man. Okay. Um, or council law decrees, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's and it's a it's a big deal, I guess. Like the council being active and back in the show mm-hmm. has tons of possibilities yeah. Yeah. for but what they can do. Where were they when there was a Fessin KKK doing stuff? Like, where were they when this was a thing? They're not interested in intervesin politics. Um, the council, as far as we've seen them, right. is primarily concerned with basically just keeping Vessin a, a secret. secret. Like, yeah. That's so far been their only function. Um, and what's going to be interesting is if, if we'll find out why they want that kept a secret. Like, what is the reason that this has na- needed to be a secret for so long? Like, yes, in the old days it was like burning witches at the cross, like all that stuff, but. You invest in leaders mm-hmm. of huge civilizations. Like, I mean, the only one that we uh, truly know about is Hitler. But right. if he's Vessin, you have to imagine that there are other Vessin who have climbed the ranks at like different parts in different parts of the world that like would want this out. So, what is the reason that they are keeping it quiet? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I honestly don't like. You, my theory bug is a little stumped there. Other than yeah. other than just the obvious of like they were getting killed before. Right. Why go? Why have this like huge? Or maybe it's as simple as just yeah, that's the way it's always been. I think that's it. Yeah. Because I mean, when when they did first interact with Nick, it was their first time having like civil conversations with a grim mm-hmm. and it was completely unheard of that they would that there was a grim that didn't just like lop your head off on first sight yeah, yeah. so i mean i think until nick and his team came along nothing was ever questioned and like this is probably the first time that degroot and alexander have like actively been like hey i think this is a bad de- idea and i mean it's still over their head but like I think that they're also questioning, like, the validity of what the council is giving as orders. Yeah, they're all of a sudden, like, you know, he's killing a lot of our people, but only because we attacked him. (laughs) He's protecting a bunch of Vessin, which, like, if these guys are working for the Vessin Council, we have to assume that he's a Vessin as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I guess he's probably, like, on Nick's side. Like, he he says at the end, like, I hope the, the council doesn't take this personally. Or the Grim. 
Yeah, Dylan put that quote in our feed. Um, we also have DBZ King02 who says, "Do the council ever hold actual trials? Otherwise, what's the point of being called a council?" And I will say that I believe they probably do hold trials, and they're probably similar, similar to those of the Vesson line. <laughs> they're like, "Do you did this? Did you do it? You're not here to object." Well, sentenced. The, the, yeah, the council they have a trial. They just don't feel the need to have the person they're trying in the room yeah. or the country. Right. right. No, for sure. They're like, this is something we have found. <laughs> Here is evidence I found. Okay, kill him. Yeah. I, well, I'd like to imagine that they just hold up the picture and be like, was this guy guilty? <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Cool. Next picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of potential. The, the whole storyline I thought was very fun. Um, I liked the opening with, like, Laszlo, um, a coyote. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so adorable. When he, <laughs> I was like, puppy! <laughs> It's a coyote, yeah. He looked like a puppy. He looked like a big old puppy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's like the true, like, I know it's supposed to be based on a coyote, but like, that looks more like a big bad wolf than a blue yeah. bot. Right. Yeah. Blue bot's way more human. Probably because when the show started off, they couldn't really afford to do coyotes. Like, he's a puppy. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't help it, he was a puppy. All right. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, but they're scamming people, so, like, we're almost like... But they're also revealing themselves. Yeah. That was his scam. Yeah. You'll yeah, see yeah. something, and that means we're talking to your dead person. Right. <laughs> why, that, why would I see a wolf or a coyote? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Because you're connecting with the god who is a bestial. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I thought that they were going to be the, the Anubis uh, Vessin. I thought that was going to be a thing, but it's not. Which one were the Anubis? Uh, I forget their specific names, but they were the ones that were forced into being vogued and then wrapped up um, and mummified. Yeah. 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 The, I, the well, mummy ones. Those yeah. are sad. I guess there's a certain they did they did ignore those. I think because it's like a traveling show, it's like magic or whatever. Mm-hmm. There, the the council probably looks at it as like a well, there's a guise to it. Like, there's, like, the people watching are just assuming that it's a trick. Right. Like, it's a trick of the light. So there's no real harm done. They leave and are like, I saw this really cool show, you guys. Yeah. Like, they made it look like he, she turned into a fox creature. Yeah. And then they go home. Yeah. Um, and they never they never think about it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I would let that slide under that, guys. Yeah. Um, it's the guys, guys. W- <laughs> the, and just more more evolving of the, the team dynamic, I really like that we got a little bit more of, like, knowledge-heavy woo. Yeah. Um, I named him Woo Cyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Woo Cyclopedia, guys. He was like, I know what this is. So good. Woo yeah, instantly he's like, I would suggest we're dealing with a manticore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's all. We also know that now he's been like digging through the old files and like finding explanations. He's like, oh, that guy with the scorpion venom. That makes sense right. now. I feel like as he's reading about, it, he's like, wait, how come no one told me that that's who it was? Like, I could. That would have made more sense if you would have told me that the, the right. guy was. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, his world is coming together yeah. and all these pieces are falling into place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Must be um, but yeah, and guys, there's st- we still have to talk a whole bunch about Renard and Victor and Adeline um, uh-huh. and some other stuff there. But before <laughs> we do, <laughs> before we do, I want to give some shout outs to our fantastic fan base. Yeah. Guys, I, I am like. Enthralled by how many reviews I have to read tonight. It's so exciting, and you guys don't realize how much of a help it is to us here at AfterBuzz. AfterBuzz TV does night. We're up to 99 shows a week here at AfterBuzz, and we wouldn't be possible without viewers like you. Um, so please keep continue to go on there. It helps us book guests, get sponsors, so that we can keep doing this and providing you all with this wonderful free content. And so I want to get to these shoutouts. Um, Arctic Green says. Hell yes. I'm not mispronouncing. That's what it says. Okay. Uh, this podcast was my fate was my has my favorite host from other podcasts get together and talk in depth with astute observations and the occasional jokes about one of my other favorite shows, Grim. Uh, Michael B85. First, uh, I have to say sorry to my girl. Yeah, I didn't show her any love. Sorry. Second, <laughs> Nick and Juliet are having some, uh, side effects from the spell they did. How long do you think it might last? Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna stay. And then he has some more theories and. A 
apologize. We have so many to get through. Yeah. Uh, but he concludes that. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. Five stars. Thank you, Michael B. 85. Uh, Mel B. Speaks says, You're like my friends in my head. Five stars. <laughs> I'm so glad to. I'm so glad I happened upon this podcast. Most See of my friends give. <laughs> most of my friends give me the blank stare when I tell them I watch Grimm. So hearing your take on each episode is great. While I keep trying to convert my friends, it's great to tune into your podcast. There's usually at least one thing you guys pick up on that I miss. You are all on point. Keep up the great work, and fingers Aww. crossed that more Grim cast will come to visit. Yeah, fingers crossed. And we're working we on it. We are diligently on working on it. And your reviews, again, absolutely help us book those guests. Yeah. Um, Prodigal three five eight says five stars. This podcast has it all. Great personality from the host. Lots of knowledge Aww. on the show, and lots of predictions. Yell does get some right too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, our, our, uh, our, one of our favorite listeners, Techno Griffin, says a necessary companion. This after show is a necessary companion to Grimm because they pack so much into the show. Having this after show to watch helps sort it all out. And Miel's Meisner obsession is both charming and slightly alarming. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly charming. Oh, um, Zach and Dylan offer great points too, though need to step up their smutty theories game. <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, get on that. It's an older review. Let's show Tari some love too. He's new to the game. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. He's got, he, Tari's going to bring some smut. Don't worry. Don't worry, Tucker yeah. Griffin. Um, uh, Wicked Pinto says Wesley is a royal, he, but he has power that terrifies Adeline. What is the trick to the royals? We are still fighting over exactly what makes Nick so threatening as a Grim. Mm-hmm. I see a pretty. F- uh, flower differently than from other people, but I'm not a superhero because I can see stuff. What exactly is it that makes Grimms and Royals so terrifying? Yeah. They're not creatures. That's true. They're not right. Grimms. Grimms have like extra abilities, and, and we know they have a cone, an extra cone <laughs> yeah. in their eyes. But, um, but like that's true. We don't know all of it. Um, mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, Eric four six four says, uh, I almost gave up on the show when it first started. I mean, really, animal heads. Uh, the more I watched, the more I fell in love with this world and the mythology. The storytelling of Grimm is excellent. The plot is constantly moving forward, and I love the way the character is written. I went from only caring about a few people on the show to being a fan of all the characters. I could say so much more about how great the show is, but that would make too long a review that I'm reading anyway. Um, <laughs> as always, the AfterBuzz podcast is just as entertaining as the show. They do such a good job every week. I am excited to listen. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, yeah. guys. Um, his title is, So a Cop Hunts criminals with animal heads? Yeah. We, we, sorry, we got a shout out from DBS, a DBZ Kago 2. Says, someone give props to my brother Shaft. I mean, Tari, nice sideburns. Oh, yeah. What's up, guys? No, up? no, don't, don't encourage him. <laughs> Don't encourage oh, I think I'm going to talk like this the rest of the podcast. <sighs> For those listening on iTunes, you're missing ridiculousness on his face. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Is it <laughs> yeah. time? Uh, yes. Okay. okay. So, so Victor and Adeline are, have arrived. Uh, Captain Renard sees it coming, and they come to visit. Uh-huh. Sean and, and, and them have like a yeah. nice little... like. Hey, what are you doing here? Oh, thank you for letting yourself yeah. in, you uh-huh. dick. Um, well, you tried to have me killed before, yeah, you yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah, come on. And then... <laughs> Let him tell a story, yeah. All right, yeah, I can see the floor. Okay, so Meisner not only is mentioned, but is blamed for Eric's murder. Um... <laughs> Here's, not to get into predictions, here's my theory. The writers were like, zombie is always like, where's Meister? I know Meister. You know what? We're going to blame him for murder, and then we're going to bring him in for an episode and kill him. That's what I think they're going to do, and I'm terrified. Because they said, they like straight up were like, oh yeah, we're still investigating Eric's murder. We hear Meisner did it. And then everyone no. looked at the camera and winked. <laughs> no. No. no! No! Sean cannot let that happen to him. He he can't let that happen. Sean sent Meisner to protect Adeline, and they fell in love. And now Sean has to protect Meisner from Victor, because... If I mean, dies, but Meisner's though. responsible, no? Yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> He's not going to take the fall. Meisner's responsible. Who ordered it? Meisner wasn't like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just kill Eric. Yeah, I mean, well, they, I mean, they're both liable for the same crime. Um, but I, you're right. It would, but there's a tease of Meisner coming back, and then it'll be up to him. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, Renard? if he dies, you'll always know where he is. The ground. 
<laughs> but so Meisner watch uh, 2015. Meisner watch 2015. He was mentioned, and not just mentioned like, huh, Meisner. Um, it was a. It was a mention that is a hint that he may return. It was a reminder of who this character is. And you know what? That will be a very. There could be a very interesting uh, storyline there if he does come back and basically Victor's going to kill him uh, in front of Renard to try to get it, find Diana. And then Adeline has to, like, basically sit there while Victor is threatening this guy that she fell in love with because he's, as they're trying to find her son, mm-hmm. her daughter, sorry. Yeah. I just, we can't lose him. It's a nice, <laughs> it's a nice complicated situation where Adeline may be offered a moment of redemption. I'd like if that. she if she saves him, she has to save him, and then they have to go find her daughter, and then they have to go live together happily ever after. <laughs> Lydia <laughs> no. Sobrero says Meisner needs to have a Black Widow moment and kick ass while tied to a chair when they try to kill him. <laughs> um, nice. Somebody else also was saying that Meisner's not important to kill. Ah, yay! I mean, like, that's that's, like that's broken TV logic. Like he's not important, not a main kill. character, so they could. It'd be easy to kill him off. No. Um, <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, I will, let's talk about the bigger picture at work here. Victor and Alan are in town. <laughs> what bigger picture? <laughs> Meisner. Okay. I know it's hard to be bigger than the poster that you've blown up in your room, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> um, But Victor and Adeline have come to town. Yeah. Um, and they're trying because they, they know that uh, Nick's mom has. Diana. Right, everybody knows. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows at this point. Like, the secret is out. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think is going to happen from here now that everybody is aware that everybody knows? I mean, I love that Nick sent her that email that was like, hey, by the way, royals are in town and they know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your your world is, is falling apart. I love that Renard points out that she probably wants everyone to think that she went far, but she's probably really close. Right. Uh, so that she could come back at any moment and help out as needed. And I think that's true. I definitely think that's true. She's probably within, like, a 200,000... A 200,000... 200-mile... 200 <laughs> like, that's not... A 200-mile radius. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that uh, she's definitely going to be back within the next... Uh, I don't know how many episodes, but she's definitely back before the season finale. Yeah, the fact that we showed her, not just like mentioned her in the in the previously on, yeah. we showed her. Mm-hmm. Although there was a disappointing moment for me because one of our theories got uh, unconfirmed, like it got or proven wrong, right yeah. now because we thought the baby was going to show back up, like Diana was going to show back up and be like five. Yeah, <laughs> because like. I, it's an easy way to like age up a character so that like yeah. then by the end of like a next season the character is 13 and can be actively doing things. Yeah, right. I really wanted that. Is that terrible? I really wanted I that. I mean, I know it's like a cheap thing cuz like a lot of shows have done it. I mentioned last week that Angel did it, but it 4, was 4400 did it. Yeah, a yeah. lot of places did, it, but there's Doctor a reason Who did because it. babies yeah. are yeah, that's just very true. <laughs> yeah. Um because babies are boring on television. Like because right now <laughs> on she's on television. <laughs> but right now, but cause here's the thing. Uh, yeah. Right now, Diana uh, can't offer anything more. She's like a football being like thrown back and forth. Like she's being well, protected. Like, yeah, go. She's uh, well. She's actively learning how to use her abilities. Um, what I think would be awesome, and I don't think this is anywhere where you were going. I think it would be great if she was still her same young age, but like carried herself like a grown up, and so you just had this like <laughs> baby walking around being like. Got this, guys. Um. <laughs> it's like the opposite of that SNL sketch where they have the adult with the baby body. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of mm-hmm. that. I think that would be great. It would be so weird uh, and destroy their budget because having a CGI baby walking around would be ridiculous. I disagree. I think that. Um, sorry, well, I disagree. Like Allie McBeal. What yeah, that's what I was. Allie McBeal had a dancing baby for like a season. <laughs> I think I think they have the budget for it. Alan right. Beal was a lot. They might have the budget, but they're not going to do that, you guys. Uh, I don't want to crush your dreams, Tari. You don't know. I think I think anyway. it's going to be more uh, like 
in the 4400. Sorry to keep referencing a seriously canceled old ass show. It's a great show, though. Yeah, miss it. Um, but the baby that they had was able to protect the way we saw Adeline's baby right after it was born, um, protect her from harm. Yes, but and we've seen. Uh, well, we get, there's a debate about whether what happened there, whether it's the baby protecting her, or if it's Adeline when the baby when she had the baby and was protecting herself. But yeah. uh, but that's uh, what I'm saying is that that storyline plays itself out quickly. If mm-hmm. the character a- ages up really quickly to be 13 years old, yeah. suddenly that character it's not a baby that's just being passed back and forth. Right. It's a character with wants and needs and drama that you can play with, and that's fun. Even if it's six years old, you can have that stuff built yeah. in. Right, um, but if you're got, if you've got to wait six seasons effectively to right. do that, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough to do. Yeah, um, that's so. That's my one concern. The big, the other thing I want to mention here because we got to wrap up soon is that uh, Victor has extended an olive branch to yeah. Renard here because he basically says that he, like he never had a problem with Renard. He was like, whatever, you're you got a different mom, but mm-hmm. like we got the same dad, and like we're still blood. Um, everyone that hated you is dead. Yeah. So, what do you, how do you, I mean, we saw that Renard is still trying to find, he, now he's trying to locate the baby. What, is this like what he always wanted? I don't think it's what he always wanted. I think, um, <laughs> I don't think it's what he always wanted. That much I can say. Right. Sorry, take it away while uh, I think. All right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I personally didn't find any genuineness in that, like, yes, everyone who hated him is dead, mm-hmm. but even if they get the child back, there's still the issue of both of them believing they're the father. Um, so, like, no matter is what... Is that someone... a doubt? Well, and Eric, we don't know if Eric was the father or if Renard was the father. Yeah, that was... Well, I thought that it was confirmed that it was Renard. No, no, no Adeline says stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting choice. I guess I had just accepted it at this point. You accept what Adeline says? <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I believe that either way, there's still going to be contention. And, like, because he he wants the child, and so does Renard. So even if they both have a truce, like, they're not going to King Solomon it and split it in half. Like, they, they have to figure out how to deal with the issue itself. Yeah, and I think that also um, the uh, thing about Adeline is that when she wanted to give or go back to Victor with the baby, he... Uh, Renard kind of pointed out that Victor would take the baby and then just kill Adeline. Yeah. Because the baby is what they want. They don't really care. And kill it while she's while the baby's still young and won't remember. Yeah. Right. Because um, then it won't be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, so real quick, um, I'd like to move into some news and gossip. Yeah. There After Buzz TV News. Guys, I have great news and I have bad news. Mm-hmm. Um... Um, I don't know what that sound was. The bad news is next week we have a new episode, and then we're on hiatus for a month. We we skip from uh, February thirteenth. We'll be here next for next week's episode, Mm -hmm. and then the show goes on hiatus until March twentieth. What? I, I, I don't have an explanation for you. I'm sorry. Sometimes that just happens in television. But, no! <laughs> um, I was very upset when I learned that. Um, that I will not have my grim, nor will I have my fantastic panel for a month. That said, there's That said, news. the great news, guys. Grim has been officially renewed for season five. Yeah! yeah! Um, so... Which means we could have Meisner. <laughs> Maybe that's where the show is going. It's going to go find Meisner. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> but very, very exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait to see. And it's great to know that they have that. Uh, I think they've already done. The, they already shot the whole season. So like the. But I think there was certain certainly in if they're if they're not they've already written yeah. it out. Like the show is mostly planned. But knowing that there's going to be another season means that the show has like. Whatever plans they've got, whether it's with the keys or the council or any other big plot line that's been feeding through, mm-hmm. they have more room to play with it. Yeah. yeah. Huzzah! Um, and let's do a really quick round of predictions before we get out of here. And now, you're after Buzz TV. So next week, it's, it's the hashtag Beast Fight. That's B I E S T fight. They couldn't have gone with witch fight? Yeah. Guys, witch fight. Or wicked witches wrestle? I think 
which <laughs> fight <laughs> is like one letter yeah. off from what they like the network a network won't do. Right. What they say bitch all the time. He means which flight. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, all right, but so guys, predictions, real quick. Tari, what are you thinking? Um, I I do think that there's gonna. I mean, yeah, we know that there's gonna be a big brawl between the two. Who's um, gonna win? Uh, I think that Juliet Juliet is gonna win. Okay. Um, but in in doing so, it's gonna open up a big can of worms because now everyone will know that she that uh, Juliet is a hexen beast, mm-hmm. and so and it, her being so powerful, it will bring Victor into the situation. Oh, interesting. Good call. Yeah. Um, I predict that obviously Juliet will win, or the fight will just get broken up and neither will win. Um, that's really likely. I also agree that um, it's that's her coming out for sure. Uh, I predict that we will see Meisner by the end of the season. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah. uh, what I'm thinking, I, I think that what we're going to see next week is we're going to see the big fight, the big beast, Hex and Beast fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, meanwhile, we're going to see Renard. I don't know that he's going to be on Victor's side, but I think he's going to start playing that mm. angle. So he's, And then we're not going to know for a while what side he's going to be on. And Nick is going to find out. And then we're going to, have, we're going to go back to a, at least a, moment, a brief uh, Renard v. Nick like classic feel from season one, where we don't know if we can trust Captain Renard. Wow. Mm. That's a, I know I'm taking a big swing, but yeah. I think that that could be where we're going with that whole Sam scene where he sends him out looking for mm-hmm. looking for Kelly. Yeah. I like it. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for the grim after show here at AfterBuzz TV, episode 412, Marishoy. <laughs> it's getting worse. Nailed I'm, it. I think I'm getting further away yeah. from it. Uh, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to all of you in the chat roll and everyone who is tweeting with us live. Yeah. Tweet us throughout the week. And you can do that. You can tweet Tari. At Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. <laughs> and you can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. There you'll find all the shows I do here at AfterBuzz, including Switched at Birth, SVU, Constantine, uh, King of the Nerds, other shows as well. I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google+, at yelltegel. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz on a ton of shows. Helix tomorrow, later tonight, and tomorrow, two-night premiere of Better Call Saul. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later.